Like, yeah. I don't, I don't like. <laughs> I gotta, I, listen, I'm nothing if not uh, truthful. I don't tell a lie. I guess so. To a fault. I guess so. That's just your way of justifying being an asshole. Hey guys, and welcome to Sounds Like NYC, the only podcast dedicated to spotlighting your city talent. And today, we have Jabari. You know that I'm going to keep this in the, uh, keep that part in the... Uh... I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Whose podcast is this? Ours. <laughs> Who does all the editing for this? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Look at me. I'm, 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 I'm the I'm, captain I'm, now. Whose podcast? Look at me. It's my I'm, podcast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. so, so tell us a little about yourself, Jabari. Um, I'm 26 years old, born and raised in Queens, New York. Um, and I am the creator of the Noel Project. Um, my band uh, has been uh, going for about a year and some change. Kind of was a quarantine baby. Exactly. So just like, I mean, this like current iteration of the podcast was essentially like a quarantine yeah. baby. We just started to get serious, I guess, during the podcast because yeah. we had nothing to fucking do. Exactly. Plan. Bored, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like, how did the band come together? Like, so, was it just, like, you and a bunch of friends from way back just saying, hey, we got nothing to do, so bend. Bored. We got time. <laughs> yeah. Might as well. You know, that's, uh, that's kind of kind of how it started. I, um, I'm a guitarist. I, like, play with a lot of people. I, like, would jam with a bunch of folks that, uh, that I knew from way back when and some I met in college or whatever. Mm. And uh, I just kind of got tired of... Um, of not playing my own songs in a way. And like, um, and I love playing other people's stuff. I love jamming and learn, learning new music, things like that. But like, I was just like, I got my own voice. It's like an ego so, thing? I, you know, maybe. I mean, ego's <laughs> like, well, I, I ego's feel, sometimes good to have. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people like think just like having ego is like a dirty thing, but like, I mean, why? You're an artist. Like, your whole thing is your ego. Like, how egotistical art is an artist? So like, like you know what? My thoughts... I need to show everybody it. It is, it is in a form of that, but um, there's, a, there's a thing with, like, when you said, um, I'm an artist, I have to show everybody my art. It's a thing. Um, with music, you can't really show You can make a music video, mm. but, like, the music itself is, like, that unseen art form. Like, uh, like, it's that feeling that creates visuals in your mind, I feel like, you know, in a little bit. And... Um, and honestly, like I, if I make music into a vacuum, I'd still know that I made it, and it was like out there, and I and I actually, and it didn't just die in my head. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, it's it's funny being up because like right now, you know, self plug. This is our podcast. I get to do what I want. Uh, <laughs> it's my podcast. How dare you? It's my podcast. How dare you? Look at me. I, I will show no, you the but, fucking grass. <laughs> I got grass by like ownership or whatever. I know. I think it's a good lesson for all artists to learn that are facing self doubt. That like, even if you don't think you, what you have right now as it is is the best. It, it could doesn't be fucking matter. as yeah, as it long as it reaches matter. like obviously, obviously, put out something. Just put out something that that you know you've worked hard at, and that can be objectively like the most basic of standards be seen as something good. Because I've been learning that lesson with this series of you know songs I'm going to be putting out for the rest of the summer. The first being '89, out now on Spotify and all other streaming platforms. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I, I bro. Stick, I stick true. I stick true to my my previous statement. Like, just subtracted twenty. Oh, uh, sixty-nine. No, but and you know. These songs aren't the aren't aren't the Beck's mixed, and that's not you know just because that's you know yeah yeah it's a whole other process. But I mean, like just I'm proud of them. Exactly, yeah, push it out that you're like proud, proud of them. Like because at the end of the day, your personal opinion doesn't fucking matter, anyways. I guess so. It's yeah, it's just the audiences, like whoever listens to like what they think about it. Yeah. And they won't be able to think about it until you give it to them. Yeah, so. yeah. And the way that I'm marking it is kind of like, you know, to kind of like compensate for the mixing not being the best or not being the most modern. It's just like, just think about it as if this... It's just, raw. just like You know, it's no, no, no. No, as if, as if you these just found this cassette these tape. No, yeah, exactly. No, legitimately, <laughs> like, if you just found this cassette tape from like an alternate 80s, that's, that's why I want you to think when you listen to these though. songs. I, I feel like a lot about art is just like selling, selling it. it. 
Just you gotta yeah, if you're yeah. not you gotta right be away. if you're not good at arts you have to be a good salesman. Exactly right. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's that's not that's a good. Yeah. Quote. Speak. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, like, how would you describe your band, and how do you think you guys have been able to like develop an audience through like just marketing and just like social media and stuff like that? Like, yeah. Um, so okay, yeah. So recently, I um, with this new EP release, um, I brought on a creative director, Bessie D. Smith. Um, she's actually in Thailand right now. I met her what when I was mean? working. Huh? Thailand? It's a uh, country. What does creative director mean? <laughs> creative yeah, di- oh. yeah, what? Oh, creative like... director. Oh. <laughs> what is Yo, creative bro, director? What's Thailand? <laughs> what's Thailand? <laughs> Yo, you guys are liars. Is that a fucking... Um, How dare you? In the middle of a podcast. <laughs> I need to take my Present but, this as like professional to an extent. But you know, you. she's 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 my friend um, that I met, an an incredible Broadway singer and actress. I met her back um, when I was like working this temp job. And oh, kind of like, like pit? You mean kind of like pit guitar, pit music stuff, or just like? No, she's um, no. When oh, you were what, working the temp job? Oh, oh, the temp job was actually pretty. It was Ted Fest. It was at oh. um, the hell is that? Saint Anne's Warehouse. So there's I've heard like, that place. There. There's a, a live stream of the TED Talks that are going on every oh, year in okay. Vancouver. Oh. And you have to, in order to be in that TED uh, Fest, mm. you have to have done a TEDx talk. Oh. So, like, you have to be named TED. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All I got was like a t-shirt and like four days of pay. But either way, I met... I met <laughs> Only I met, four days of pay. Yeah. Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt exactly. on the kitchen. Right. All I yeah. got was a lousy t-shirt. Right. Yeah. Um, but I met her there and um, we started jamming and writing. Oh, so she, so she plays music as well? But yeah, she's a Broadway. Uh, she was just a temp as well. Fancy. Oh, okay. So she acts and sings and um, she actually sang on my first single, uh, What It Is. But um, she helped me come together and really organize um, what my outreach would be for this, mm. for this like EP. And um, I had to get organized and sort of like I need a push in that type of way. Like uh, you know, I'm I'm sort of the the mind behind this. And um, and although like she moved to Thailand, so I was like, all right, we can't jam anymore, but we can still work together on this. And uh, Bringing, I guess, the folks together to play live is like a, is a, sort of like a bag of snakes sometimes because it's like shows can be um, they're musicians that I play with consistently, but you know if they're not available, it's like okay, I got I have this gig, and I have to work with these musicians for like maybe you know two weeks or so, but you know usually can make it happen as like a songwriter. It's something that you have to deal with sometimes, but um, for like the marketing side of it, I did something a little bit different for this EP. Mm. Um, so, like, was I want to yeah. talk a bit more about this whole creative creative director thing because because I don't think because I mean is musicians that common really, for like musicians? Yeah, to not use at all. Like, I never directors? heard. No, like especially for like somebody. Well, who's first not, of like, all, first of all, first of all, shut up. What does a creative director do? So, a creative director is somebody who um, looks at the aesthetic that you're trying to portray through your music. Right. And then goes over all of the different mediums in which you can um, portray that aesthetic Mm. and execute it and Mm. make a brand for yourself. Like have a concise idea around the music. Exactly. Into your social media, into your album covers, when you release things. And then, and it's like she's kind of wearing a bunch of different hats in the sense of dealing with like, you know, the aesthetics of photo shoots, but then also being like, Hey, so did you get all the tracks into DistroKid <laughs> by midnight tonight? Because right. <laughs> so, um, so it's like she's uh, a manager she essentially, the, right? But yeah, yeah and, but but a manager, a manager like that has aesthetic on. taste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that has yeah, taste. Exactly, yeah. exactly. An artistic manager. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Very much so, an artistic manager. Yeah. So because that's so. like very interesting because you don't really hear of you know obviously the pop stars have like creative mm-hmm. directors you know musical directors and stuff like that but I feel like it's really cool you kind of like from 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 the get go mm-hmm. doing something mm-hmm. different because I don't because you know what what the term you know bedroom guitarist bedroom you know uh, yeah. it's just be so yeah, like a lot Instagram. of like yeah yeah exactly Instagram yeah. guitarist <laughs> and stuff like that but like you're doing something that would be seen as generally more professional even though I guess from like the outside looking in yeah. or just from a general yeah. point of view, you will be considered a bedroom guitarist mm-hmm. or you know something along those like lines. Yeah, like yeah. independent. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, so, like, so, like yeah, so getting back to that, like, do you think that every artist should 
like have a creative director I or like at to what point like what level should you start looking I guess I mean when you put out stuff um, you do as an independent artist you do a lot yourself yeah you do a lot like say you want to shoot a music video you're going to be in the music video who's going to tell you how you look who's going to tell you like what's behind the camera I mean the cameraman can but you know he's also shooting so what's the cameraman doing? right um, or if you want to put out an EP alright you can get your cover work ready you can get your um, uh, like songs uploaded to uh, to the distributor. Mm. You can put out ads and things like that. But mm-hmm. it's like it's a set of eyes that aren't yours, right? And, you know, and especially with your baby, you get tunnel vision. Yeah, you get like, okay, I want it this way, I want it this way. And sometimes, you know, it's good to person to just tap you on the shoulder and be like, mm-hmm. hey, maybe we should do this. Right. And and after like working with her, you know, mm-hmm. like. Um, since probably um, beginning of the year, mm-hmm. you know, when I started like really laying down tracks for this, I like it's it was it was really nice to have that set of eyes and ears, right. of course, okay, you, know, yeah. you know, listening to music. So, so how like, do I find one of those? I mean, I was gonna yeah. say like I guess like if you can't afford somebody like that or yeah. can't find someone yeah. like that, like would a good substitute just be like you know just a group of friends that like know you really well? Exactly. No, Bess is like my friend. She, I. I'm giving her a copy of this CD <laughs> as payment, and like, and it's not like. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, that's gotta be the like, most egotistical thing I've no, ever no, heard, no, bro. No, it's it's no, the most no, broke. Like, it is the most broke. Broke. I'll broke give you a free download. I'll give you a free download, bro. Not like a, not like a physical CD, just like a free download. Exactly. No, yeah, like, like a free download, but like, it's super important to have that set of eyes on yeah. things, and. And it's like she volunteered to do it because she's never like been yeah. a creative director of right. a musical class. So you got to find somebody stuff. who's wanting to do it and just have them experiment on exactly, you, essentially. Yeah. I've always said, right, that I am a fan of just seeing what I can do. And if I suck, I suck. But I'd be okay with doing like something like that for free, I think. I'd be kind of cool. I don't trust you, you with my music, though. under your belt, like, you know. And um, <laughs> you mentioned before about... Uh, Sort of um, like the engineering process. I like it's yeah, like, yeah. We can, like talk yeah. about that. So, like for you, what was the process of like you know, uh, you know, you know, forming these songs? Because to be honest, like I haven't listened to the. Uh, to the uh, EP Shameful. yet? No, because we, we he, put the song he on pro- the new music Friday playlist. How dare you <laughs> listen on Spotify? Yes. Anyway, so was project. it? Yeah, <laughs> was it sort of like the super standard, you know, bedroom guitarist thing? Just have your Nero DSP plugins um, interface. I mean, like, uh, it was each track. I listened to the song yeah. and it was really good. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. You. So what was I the process that. of like you know recording um, it? So. With each track, it was a little bit different. Um, I definitely used um, my preamp. Um, I have a sonar um, going into like my Focusrite, and I have a blue mic that I use for some of the vocals on it. Mm. Okay. Um, and then Young Loves. Young Loves was completely recorded mm-hmm. in Motel Room Studios. Um, it's a studio in LIC. Uh, nice. The engineer, Dan, was amazing for the drums, but it was also recorded in parts. Oh, so, you, so like you recorded live drums? Yeah. Bro, yeah. how difficult anybody? Is that? It's hard. It's scientific. It's mm-hmm. there's um, you know you you said uh, you mentioned before about like you know getting the raw version uh-huh. of things, but that's like that's how it always comes out. It always comes out like honeybee wax right. from an artist. Yeah. But the objective of a great producer and a great engineer and a great um, yeah producer and engineer who mixes and masters your stuff is to sort of translate it. Like I was literally hanging out with Chris Labby, uh, the uh, he was the engineer for every track on mm-hmm. um, the EP. He mixed and mastered it. Mm-hmm. We were chilling last night and he was trying to explain to his mom what he told me about when he was trying to explain to his mom what he does for a living. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I take the music and I interpret it so people can understand. I make sound sound good. Yeah, that's probably what she said too. Because because you know in my head I'm like oh it should sound like this it should sound like this it should sound like this mm-hmm. and I I at least do some production like I produce a couple of the tracks on it um. so I could I could be like hey what if you put a little bit of verb here and mm-hmm. yeah. something else here <laughs> he said something ridiculous like um, he's like it's nice that you know you you know a little bit about like production and engineering when you go into the studio. 
Some people just don't. They'd yeah. Be like, Can you make it sound more orange? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh yeah, I got that plug in right here, bro. Yeah, the orange plug in, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you cool. want, you know, like, like bright orange, burn orange. <laughs> I, I think, I think right now might be a cool time, just like plug in some of your music. Yeah. Um. To like, uh, play. Perform? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you think you can. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I up could, to you. I could, I could play a little bit. I could play a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. I got you guys with. Um, I got you guys with a song. All right, awesome. let's uh, get to it. Yeah, but I, I sing and play. So is there like a mic? Stand? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got mics and everything. Don't worry. Right, we'll be playing good. it so. now. Boop. Hello, uh, my name is Jabari from the Noel Project, and uh, this song is called Young Loves. A new single off of the Capacity EP. Hope you enjoy. I watch the wind blow your hair back. Speed right off to the sunset. It feels close, but we ain't there yet. Even though I don't know where we're going. Your mama may not understand. And your father, he won't understand. How we caught up in this young love I know if we got us I ain't afraid of not knowing You know I hold it down I keep the rock steady I'll always be around Know everybody Fuck what they say Let's just be young love The world will never grow old if we got up. But what they say, let's just be young love. Young love. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you want to face this world out on your Cause I know that you're strong Cause I know you ain't make it this far Wishing on the stars and that Hoping that they take you away If they don't reply Don't take it personally If we leave tonight We'll reach the beach in a day I'll reach for the waves I'll send you a seat where I know I'll say what they say, let's just be young love. The world will never grow old if we got love. But what they say, let's just be young love. Young Taxes, bro. That's that's the cool thing to do. That's true. <laughs> Save your so, hey guys, welcome back to this episode of no, Sounds Like again. NYC. Start again. Like this. So, hey guys, welcome back to this episode of Sounds Like NYC. Why am I so close to you? Yeah, why are you so close to me? Thank you. I mean, if you want to be out of shot, sure. We don't need you win it. No, no. Actually, no. You were you were okay being out the shot. There you oh go. my god! Ew, don't touch me. Anyway, so we just yeah, finished uh, listening to you perform your single, and before that, we were just you know talking about the process of you recording your album. So yeah, I mean, you, we were just like in the middle of that, and uh, so drums were recorded over in Queens at which studio? Uh, Moto Room Studio. Moto Room Studio, and yeah. then guitar and stuff. That's all live amp or just like DI, um, and then. So Certain tracks had uh, live amp. Uh-huh. Um, I worked with this producer, uh, Sigmaniac. He's in. He used to be in East Village. Now he's uh, in Bushwick. Okay. And um, he did. Um, it's. I'm. He's gonna hate me. SG Maniac, not Sigmaniac. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sigmaniac, but SG Maniac. And um, yeah, he's was a pivotal part in making the getting the sound right. Oh, how like, so? Um, because I, you know, go over to his apartment. 
And um, I remember when I came with the first track on the EP, Take It Off. Um, I came, actually, I, the first one we worked with was Who Am I? Essentially the last track. So I actually came with that instrumental. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, all right, I did the beat in Logic. What's up? And then he's like, well, this sounds dope, but we could put in these drums. We could mm. do this different. The guitars sound cool, but what if we recorded them live instead of mm-hmm. going into my preamp? Mm-hmm. And um, this like so the production things you know yeah so, yeah, um, yeah so yeah take it off and um who am i and uh i think those are the only two that i worked with sg maniac on okay the yeah yeah those had live guitars and then the rest of the uh um di so okay, there's okay. Like, there's water i went di into a friend i went di oh and um young loves actually that was recorded live that moment okay cool as well and then bass was just like a friend recording or did you record bass by yourself um <laughs> for bass no, no david, david, david those are keys well you can't play bass on keys i i did i played bass on yo keys fight for me ah uh, see but yeah no he's right he's right <laughs> oh so, so wait so like so so, so there's no like MIDI. okay midi bass MIDI, but yeah and then a couple of them are di Oh, okay. And then cool. Young Loves. Um, I reached out to one of my friends, Dylan Kamikow, to record uh, based on that one. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And then we were like talking, you know, before you recorded, um, or before we recorded, we recorded your performance. But uh, you also have like horns and wind instruments. Yeah. As well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yentima Prothro uh, was the trumpet player on Young Loves, mm-hmm. and I got Nicolie Custer to record um, French horns on Who Am I. Nice. Um, so it was like there there were so many moving parts to this that ended up coming together to make this happen. Yeah. And um, I'm like eternally grateful for the people who like work with me. Yeah. You know? I mean, go after like going through this whole process, like what are your, do you have like any pieces of advice for people that are trying to, you know, go about the same way you are with having a producer and having everything live recorded? Like, what are some things people should watch out for and, you know, just, like, be, like, careful for? Um, uh, you know, while we were setting up, I was talking about the, the paint on the canvas. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, you can throw away a canvas, you can scratch a recording. Um, but the thing is that if you paint something on and you continue going it'll always be there Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with recording music or capturing sound you just want to get it right from the start yeah like you want to bring the right people into the room from the jump Mm -hmm. and like be like okay we're going to record it this way i have a vision like you know people go to photo shoots with vision boards you should have a vision board for your music you should have tracks that you want to sound like yeah you know it's like it's 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 one of the best things you can do because nobody knows what's in your head. Mm-hmm. Audio boards. Yeah. Audio boards, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, uh, that, like coming back to that, like, because we had a discussion over the phone. Um, what do you think, like, artists right now should be doing? Should they be putting, like, all their eggs into, like, yeah, I'm going to make an out a full-length album? Or should they just, like, put out EPs and then just, like, put that into mm-hmm. its own album? It, it depends on um, what what you sort of want to do um like and what type of artist you are and what type of music you make if like i told you about my friend who put out a prog jazz album mm-hmm. um prog he, jazz yeah that's a bit um, of oxymoron ain't it no, no really prog jazz i mean is it like yeah, progressive jazz you know yeah I don't, I, I, it's I jazz with bridges <laughs> <laughs> you know instead of going to the head and so yeah. you're gonna make another part yeah you know? <laughs> that's progressive <laughs> like yeah. you know uh, um so it's it it all depends and, and putting out an album and pushing that album was good for him. But you know, like some of my friends who rap, it's like, you know, if they put out a whole album, nobody's gonna get through that whole thing. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll put out a two track thing or like a like a single and mm-hmm. then be like, All right, this is how it's what I wanna do. Um, I only put out singles before this E P and I said that like this one was a little bit different about how I released it because um I was just like, yo, this the streaming services were like kind of like slaves to them in, mm-hmm. in another sense. All right, how many streams can you get? Uh, you can go buy streams. You can go like, you can, it's all about streams. And I was just like, wow, you know, um, this music means a lot to me and it means more than um, what my numbers are. And also it like means a lot to, you know, some of the people around me and um and I hope for this one day to be bigger than myself. So 
I kind of did this old school way of um, doing a Bandcamp release before my um, streaming. And it's going to be streaming on August 6th, the whole okay. week. But before it streams, um, for this up to this coming Friday, you'll be able to get a signed copy with uh, 8x11 print and a letter from me personally. Cool. Oh, you know, yeah. release. And then I, I didn't know how it was going to turn out. Right. And, and, you know, I, you know, did a package to, you know, get the package CDs or whatever. I did like 50. And in the first weekend I, like, announced it, I made my money back from the people. Oh, that's nice. Like, yeah, and, like, people who actually, like, yo, I want to buy this because I support you. And it's, and it's different to connect with fans mm-hmm. in that type of way and let them, they could get something tangible from you to be like, okay, I have this, and it's singular to me. Nobody else has this type of package because it's like each one is individual. Yeah. And um, I feel like that's so important and kind of lost in today's music and finding original ways to do, um, to, to give your music to people and like um, instead of just being like, here's a pre-save, pre-save it. All right, now it's out. Stream that. Run the numbers up. Give me thousands of streams. Give me, give me, give me. Damn, that, I like, feel bad now because that's, yeah. that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, but like, but you could, you could, yeah, you could do different. You could do different ways. You could, you can like do personal live stream concerts for yeah, people, right. you know, or you could like offer to play live for them in like a different type of way than just like, yo, come to my show. I'll come to you. <laughs> like yeah. I'll come and music delivery music. service life life you know? music delivery service but, like even like yeah. a Q and A might be kind of cool Exa- for yeah I remember you mentioned that over yeah, the phone yeah, yeah. yeah a Q and A it's like it's it's so I was astounded because I didn't know if people were gonna buy it at all and like and every day now I like wake up and I'm like oh wow somebody just bought it extra mm-hmm. cash like, in my account I mean yeah but like it's it's a little bit it's like with each person I know that this person if not already is a fan. And mm-hmm. I'd rather have, like, a hundred real fans yeah. than, like, a thousand ones that just maybe stream my music. Yeah, right, and then, yeah. And, you know, um, that's something that Frank Ocean said once. He was just like, all you need is a thousand solid fans and you'll be set for your entire life. No, definitely, yeah. 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 So, and that guy only puts out music every ten years. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't perform. How old is Frank Ocean? I don't know, I don't know. He's old, but, like, right? He's an anomaly. He's just, yeah. like, yeah. like and, but it's, it's an artist that I do admire because it's, like, when he's going to connect with the fans, it's going to be genuine. Yeah, of like, course, yeah. Be like, all right, let's give him more, give him more, give him, give him the brand, give him the aesthetic. Let's just keep the machine going, right, and it's not like, dirty. yeah, like away from like the idea of the actual. Yeah, like, exactly. Speaking of aesthetic, what would you consider your? I, I mean, now that you have a creative director, like, mm-hmm. what is the aesthetic you guys have managed to build? Um, so the EP is called Capacity. In a sense, uh, it is about um, holding capacity for the things in your life and for also yourself. And um, I, like, I work at a nonprofit, and, and a term that's passed around so much that kind of gave the idea to me. It's like, all right, I don't know if we have the capacity to uh, make sure we get that done, or um, I'm at capacity with the things that I'm handling. And, um, and it kind of became a symbol in my life for, like, um, for the space that needs to be held mm-hmm. for, uh, for myself, for the people I care about. Mm-hmm you know, for, you know, my future and the ideas that I have. And, uh, and a big, a big part of that is, um, Sankofa. It's, um, uh, a key Swahili term that, that, it, that means knowing your past to know where you're going. And a big part of the Noel Project aesthetic is that nostalgia, mm-hmm. is that, where I came from is a, a huge part to to the space that I hold for myself now. Oh, okay. So that that is really the aesthetic we're building off of. You know, um, a lot of memory shots. A lot of the song that I released, "Young Love," is about kind of like running away and like being yourself and and um, being genuine with someone else. Mm. And so that's like the that's the aesthetic that uh, it's building towards. You know, oh. this is the first release, so. Like, I hope the next one we can build upon that or even discover something new yeah. to connect into. So for, like, live shows, is is there going to be, like, you know, you guys in, like, a certain attire or, like, any, like, props or, you know, set dressing or anything like that? Or is that like too that? corny? No, that's not too corny no, at all. I feel all. like it's, like, it's just, like, too corny at it's all. just, like, a level of, oh, like, yeah. of, like, of, of, like, professionalism where you don't really see mm-hmm. from, you know, emerging artists. Just, like, you know... 
if you perform like you're performing in front of 24,000 people, if only mm-hmm. if only if in reality you're performing in front of 30, you know, there's a certain level of like professionalism that you know you should just like put forward from from uh, from the get-go, I think, cuz it just makes people respect you and respect what you're doing more in my so opinion. Like more like I guess ties into the, the whole brand. It'll be great if you speak it to the mic. So the branding thing. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> my, my upper lip was itchy. Oh, that doesn't sound like no, my problem. Can hear, hear me on like their right ear. Yeah. Like no, that that's definitely not how how this works. But okay. Oh I, again, he's. I don't know. He's he's this is a he's special. Lip, so it's like yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, I don't know. It picks up from One Direction. Yeah. Always, it's not like it. I've never listened to One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyway, <laughs> if you're gonna shut up, I'm never listening. I never listen to one direction. I never listen to one direction. I am done with you. Um, yeah, so as, like one of the, I up, just David. love Dragon Man. Shut up, David. <laughs> no, I love what, are, what, are, what are your goals, like? As a musician. Um, no, no, wait, no, because no, I want to ask, like, is there, or did you answer that already? Like, um, any, any, any specific set dressing or oh, anything yeah, like yeah. that? Oh, um, so. We're having so too much fun. So it definitely always out. depends on the venue and what you're able to do with it. Yeah. Um, the Noel Project only had two shows. The one, the second one was right before COVID, like hit and you know everything closed down. Uh-huh. But um, you know the first one, it was in a poetry cafe and it was super small, so there wasn't anything that we could really do. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. it was packed. It was like, oh my gosh, it was it was one of the greatest debuts, and I only could have a drummer, backup vocalist, and a bassist. Right. That was like set and Bess, um, Bess, the creative director, she actually mm-hmm. sung on that set with me. Okay, cool. Um, and then the second one, I had a lot more space. I forgot the venue. It was in Williamsburg, though, so it was mm. it was close. But um, that it was, you know, there was a lot of carpet, and um, we I did a full band with keyboards. And at back then, I didn't really try to think of like, all right, what visual stuff can I have? Like, you know, and thinking about, like, how everybody looked, I was just sort of like, all right, I'm interested in this, and mm-hmm. you guys do your thing. Now I kind of feel like I want to sort of press on with um, the cover is black and white mm-hmm. that, um, of the EP cover. So, I, you know, I, I'm thinking, like, I'd be in white, everybody else would be in black, or vice versa. Um, when I saw Bjork once, you guys know Bjork? Yeah. Yeah, when I saw Bjork once, she had a moth leaving a cocoon on, like, a giant screen for yeah, her she's entire set. Like that. Yeah, I know, I, but I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yo, yeah. like, all the other artists, they put themselves on the screen. So everybody right. says, nah, she's like, nah, bro. Have the moth. moths. <laughs> Have moth. the moth. Bugs are cool. The, and, you know, and, like, or I saw this one band, The Nye, back when I was going to college uh, by Buffalo. They had a burning building projecting above their set. For the whole set. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> little, do we, little do we know they were burning that building as we speak. <laughs> they were just, co- just admitting to arson. In the documentary that they go over after, they were like, they actually burned down that building. <laughs> 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 no, but, um, yeah, I, I liked a lot of work with projectors. Um, mm-hmm. On my second single, I did projection work um, onto myself, like so there were colors like on me. And I want to explore a little bit of that, those visual aspects. Yeah. And uh, sort of creating colors, mm-hmm. you know, affiliated with the brand. But, um, you know, this coming show on uh, next Tuesday, it's going to be outdoors. And so the visual aspect of it, you know, we won't be able to get, like, a projector or anything or mm-hmm. screens behind us. But, you know, um, the band is going to, you know, the bunch of my friends are like, hey, you know, can we wear, like, jeans? And a shirt. <laughs> Everybody shirtless. <laughs> Just jeans. Just, I'm the only one wearing a shirt. <laughs> okay. Just a shirt. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, I'm going to talk to them about it. I haven't really thought it through, but, like, a summer aesthetic would probably be, like, mm-hmm. best for the outdoors. It's, it's at a garden. Right. So, you know, everybody, like, is, you know, there in shorts and, like, sandals or whatever, you know. Right. And um, that for that show, um, it's just sort of to... To, you know, reach out to that crowd at that jam session mm-hmm. that's um, that's attending. You know, let them know that it's going on streaming services, okay. and uh, let them know that they also. So it's almost like an album to... release party, kind of streaming not release really, party, I guess. Not yeah, really. there's still going to be a listening party. Oh, okay, but cool. um, but that got pushed back because it was sort of like, like, all right, I'm doing this 
like sale release, but then I have this mm. like streaming release. I think right. I'm gonna make it after the streaming release. Mm-hmm. That makes oh, okay. sense. That makes sense. So, you know? yeah. so, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's sort of like how I handle the aesthetics of, or I'm I'm going to handle the aesthetics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. With, I see. You got it. With yeah. uh, with live performance. Oh, okay. That's you got cool. it. Yeah. Yeah. So what what are your goals with this whole thing? Like, what do you want to do? The goal is the message. What is the message? The message is love. No. What is love? <laughs> Baby, Baby, don't, don't hurt, hurt me. me. <laughs> don't hurt me. <laughs> no. <but laughs> um, you know, it's it's kind of funny. Love is the message. Like that song by um, Yusef something with like Monsieur Brown. I was listening to that a lot. But um, Oh, so you know Monsieur Brown. He's amazing. Oh, He's yeah. Amazing. Monsieur is yeah. beast. I, yeah. I've definitely like, messed with a lot of his guitar work. Yeah. Incredible, incredible guitarist. Mm-hmm. Um, but the goal is to, is to take these sounds in my head and put mm-hmm. them out. And, um, and I just know how I was affected by music. Right. You know, when I heard some like heard some things that like kind of changed my life when mm-hmm. I heard on the record. It's kind of crazy because... The first time, like, you hear music that you end up loving, it's almost like you don't understand it mm. first. It's like, wait, let me let me play that back to that. Right, right. They're like, huh? <laughs> and then it's like, and then it's like, whoa, this is amazing. And I like giving that feeling to somebody. It's 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 incredible. Um, and you know, um, just that feeling that that could be temporary, it could be during a live performance. You know, that that high that you get when you perform. And then also the, um, the longevity of idea and energy. That is a huge thing um, to why I do this. Uh, it reminds me of a Kendrick Lamar quote. He's mm-hmm. like off of, off of fear on damn. I was going to wear my damn hat today, but it was like dusty. <laughs> um, what happens on earth stays on earth, and I can't take these feelings with me. So hopefully they disperse over 16 tracks carried out over wax. Wondering if I'm living through fear or living through wrath, and it's like, uh, yeah, it's super deep. It's super deep because it's like you know, after um, I die, like this will still be here. You know, no, no matter if I stop making music tomorrow, whoever has the CD has it. Whoever downloaded it, downloaded it. The songs are made and the ideas are there, and um, and I feel like that is one of the greatest things ever. Right. Like, you know. That's my ego. Like, I, I'm going to live forever. Right. But, like, you know, um, it's it's something that could be bigger than yourself. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's what I feel like can be amazing. You know, if somebody picks up the EP in Japan and it's just like, yo, this shit is fire. <laughs> 50 years from now, I'm still happy that, you know. Right. That's what happened with uh, Casio P, literally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, no, Casio P, right? Like, the Japanese fusion band? No. Oh, no. I, I mean, this, this is, like, your story. Good, yeah, there's a very good story about it, but. I, basically, I'm I'm obsessed. Also, yeah, I'm obsessed with yeah. that whole album. Yeah, but, but essentially, yeah, 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 but essentially, this guy found this like obscure um, album from this like '70s '80s Japanese fusion band, and he basically spread the gospel of of the yeah, band. I think now they're doing through, like, sort of like the, yeah, making the comeback. Yeah, and right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if if those individuals didn't come together and. Yeah. Do the work to create something, yeah. even and even if they weren't recognized at that time, yeah. it's it still ends up being worth it now, fifty years down the right. line. Exactly, like right? Yeah, you know. So, oh, actually, oh yeah. Well, no, I was gonna say one of the questions we always ask all the artists that come in is like, how do you feel that New York City has changed you as an artist? New York City hasn't changed me. I've been here my whole life. Well, like you know, what I mean? <laughs> like, stupid. How has it like molded you into the artist? Like, how do you, you think are? it's molded you? I guess. As a songwriter, um, New York City is kind of uh, like a safe haven for, I guess, like thought in the form of, like, I take the train. Like, mm-hmm. I have Zipcar, but, like, unless I'm, like, doing, like, errands or something, right. I'm taking the train. And, like, that's, like, different for a lot of people around the world. And are not just, I guess not maybe around the world because transit systems, but, like, in America. Mm-hmm. Say people drive everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to like sit on a train and like play a track, and like be like, okay, I, wait, I like this, 
like this, and then like sort of mumbling to yourself on the train. Mm-hmm. And some people think you're crazy, but you don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> and like, Everyone's crazy. Every, exactly. Nah, you know, I think the New Yorkers know crazy. real crazy from like, you know. That's another thing. Crazy. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in a sense, New York, like growing up here, I, um, the, the amount of people that you meet and the, and the sounds that you hear, you know, you, you automatically get affected, right? You automatically get molded by it, right. you know? And um, I went away for a little bit to go to college, and mm. that's when I started working in a lot of bands and things like that. But when I came back, um, I realized that I, um, I have to make, I want to make music, not I have to, but mm. like, I want to make music that um, is a little bit faster um, and more, uh, I, don't, I guess I want to use the word consumable, but like um, sometimes like you need tracks that are, that hit right away and it's like, boom, this is it, boom. And you don't need like string intros of like Just get minutes. to the point. And then come in with like a piano sound, ding, right? Ding. <laughs> and then like you know, there's times and places, and there there are albums that you can put that on. But like, mm-hmm. but to get your music out there as an independent artist, you have to get noticed in circles. And um, I feel like the circles that you run with are super important. Right. How do you? Th- how does one get into those circles? Oh, jam sessions. Oh. like shredding. Oh, the fact that I could play guitar is a huge. Reasons why to so learn how to play guitar, Daniel. Basically, he knows how to play guitar. Shit, I can't. Then well, <laughs> well, I might as well quit he now. Guitar. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. I I sort of came back uh, from college with a classical degree, and I was like, "Damn, nobody here plays classical music. It's crazy." <laughs> I mean, I found I found Wait, circles. This is in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I like I did. <laughs> You're hilarious, but like, no, I like I literally and and I remember going to jam sessions and then getting like circles danced around me. I was like, yeah. "Damn, these cats! I thought I know how to play guitar. These cats are playing." And and then I had to go back to my drawing board and be like, all right, I'm gonna come back next had, week. Had to go back to and, school, <laughs> and, you know, exactly. Another four years. Exactly. No, you know, no, I'm not paying that tuition again. Yeah. And, and and then really uh, go and shed, and then go meet new people, and then begin to just just go out to events and um, like this jam session that happens. Um, also, I it's it's in Williamsburg. It's uh, what is it? Fuck, I forgot the street. But it's right near the Arrogant Swine. You guys know the Arrogant Swine? No. Okay. But that's another place that had, had a jam session okay, pre-COVID. Yeah. And, um, and I go there. It's some people from my high school invited me. Mm. So, you know, a lot of them are still involved in music. Mm-hmm. Where, 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 where are the cross streets at all? I can, like, look it up right now if you, if you let me. Yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. It's called The Pursuit. That's the name of the jam session. I, I'll give him a little plug in this because, you know, he always, he always puts me on. And... Ow. Damn, you're ashy too. Me? <laughs> <laughs> I moisturize when I can. What do you use to moisturize, Daniel? Uh, moisturizer. Oh. <laughs> Go fix the lights, Daniel. Yes. Um, the cross streets. Uh, oh, 200 Morgan Avenue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Morgan. Uh, um, so, yeah, I I went there. Um, I brought my pedals. Usually I don't even bring my pedals. Um, brought my pedals, set up, played a set, you know, and... Oh, so you, so you so you played your own set, then no, jammed no, after? No, no, no. Oh. It's like, it's, you, it's... The whole thing is sort of a jam. Interesting, so, um, yeah. Vocalists can go up and be like, hey, do you know this song? And, you know, usually keyboardists have great ears. You know, they're able to listen. Yeah. And I can jam along too, you know. I thankfully my ears develop um, enough to be able to play along with people and be right. Yeah, it's and, um, it's it's kind of interesting that you specifically went to school for classical, but you ended up doing more improvisational they're, stuff. They're, they're hand in hand. Like like I could do things on the guitar with finger picking in ways that mm-hmm. like a lot of like you know other guitarists can't. But then you know when you're playing a band, you kind of want to be percussive. That's where mm-hmm. the pick comes in. You want to cut through in a little bit of a different mm-hmm. way. So I use a pick a lot when I go to jams. But, you know, if I'm doing my own stuff, I, like the performance I just did, mm-hmm. my song, I, it's finger-picking. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my songs are. And um, so I, I pull up to this jam, 
place at. Um, I even think I, 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 I give a hundred percent every time, but like, um, the keyboardist, he hits me up maybe a couple days later. He's like, yo, get this gig at King's Theater. Once you've been the house band. And I was like, damn, if I just decided to stay at home and drink beer, I would have not yeah. gotten this yeah. gig. Like, so it's you know, all about meeting people, basically. It's all yeah. about meeting people. And that's, and New York is one of the greatest places to do that. And now since COVID is beginning to, you know, subside, mm-hmm. everybody's opening up jam. Everybody's yeah. like, I went to work the other day. A guy heard me talking about my single to my coworker. He was like, I have a jam. Just <laughs> 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 like breaks to the wall. <laughs> punch the wall, wall. Punch, punch, the, punch the person you were talking <laughs> to. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Fuck what they said. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but yeah, uh, and it's it's about just connecting and connecting genuinely because mm-hmm. everybody has gone through mindless networking. That is just that is some of the worst. I hate small talk. Mm-hmm. I hate if yeah. if we're not gonna like talk about something real. I'm just mm-hmm. probably gonna. I'm probably not even gonna remember we had this conversation. Yeah, exactly. I'm probably gonna see you on Instagram one day. And yeah. be like, oh yeah, I remember when I met you at that place. Yeah, but like you know, it's like meeting people and then connecting for real, um, and you know the people who are willing to mention your name in a room of opportunities. Mm-hmm. That is a huge thing. Ooh, that Ooh is, that's, that is, that's, that's very interesting. That, like, phrase. I've never heard it said before. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Like somebody, yeah. I remember somebody once was just like, oh, um, Jabari plays guitar to this vocalist. And then she put me on um, her live stream uh, YouTube channel playing guitar with her for, like, three sets. And then she got me to record um, guitar for her next single coming up. That's crazy. Nice. I'm just like... Off of work, somebody. Yeah. Played that I played guitar. Yeah. And like, and then it was. I gotta like, meet everybody now. Yeah. And, you know, and like, it's. I used to hear growing up, like, oh, it's not what you do, it's who you know. And then the and older so I true. get, I'm like, damn, you know, it's. <laughs> do you guys watch Dave? Dave no. Chappelle. Um, Dave. The, uh, no. FX I love one. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. You talk like, about the FX yeah, show, right? Dave. Yeah. No. Um, it's about this. It's about Little Dicky, like being a rapper but he realizes that he's just not a part of this culture as he gets more and more into it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, just, it's just fucking hilarious. But he, he has this videographer that is that he's known since like college or some shit. Mm-hmm. And he's at the he's at the double XL freshman um yeah. uh like rap site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his videographer is getting food and Denzel Curry like comes up like right next to her and, and she's like He's like, oh, hey, are you, like, Little Dickie's girlfriend or whatever? And he's like, no, I just do his video <laughs> stuff. And she's like, and he's like, oh, I have um, a video that needs a new director. Mm. And then she was just like, oh, I, I don't really direct. Um, and he's like, all right, word. And she just basically lost her opportunity to direct a video for Denzel Curry, which would have, like, skyrocketed yeah. uh, her yeah. videography career because she just didn't want to give that opportunity because right. she felt like alright maybe I wasn't ready Someone's just gotta say yes and say fuck it exactly you know? <laughs> fake it till you make it essentially <laughs> like legitimately fake it till you make it yeah, I mean yeah. like I, I feel like there's more loss that you would have by saying no than there is like by you saying yes and, and not failing being as good. <laughs> you know what I mean because exactly. at least you gotta meet a couple of people like alright listen like maybe this isn't for you but like you know you were really good at this yeah. next thing so exactly. we'll put you onto this whatever. it's huge yeah. like cause it's because how are you going to get an opportunity if um, a hungry mouth never gets fed? No, um, a closed mouth never gets fed. Mm, a hungry mouth definitely will. Right. Yeah. Because it's like you're asking yeah. for it. Yeah. You know, nobody, everybody will pass you by unless you say, hey, I do this. I can do this for you. Mm. Or if they come to you with the opportunity, you know, yeah, I can mix your new single. I'm like all right at mixing. You probably right. heard some music I did and liked it, but yeah. like you know, I could. I'm gonna try my best to make it happen. If you dig it, then wait, maybe I'm just turned into an engineer. Right. <laughs> For sure. Fake yeah. it till you make it. Um. So that camera isn't on, but I feel like for the uh, ending, we should probably turn it back on. Let's turn it on. Let's turn it on. All right. Um. So. Uh, I mean, it's been great getting to talk with you. Like, you yeah, have sure. a Same. bunch of really good insight. And thank you for this new person. Like, it's... Because I've always known that I wanted to have, like, a team at some point helping me to, like, push my music. But I always mm-hmm. think, you know, what if... And, you know, that's something, you know, for, like, after I have, like, a bit of a following. But you... Um, 
of course, like, you know, you and the band have your, like, own following, but you're still rising, you know, mm-hmm. rising oh, yeah, towards sure. a certain level mm-hmm. of, you know, notor- notor- notoriety. So it's, like, really cool. And, like, I think I, I will legitimately try and look for somebody I can depend on, for somebody to, to be a creative director. Yeah, that's more, like, more than I'm going to charge you $8,000, yeah. you know, bro. Yeah, no. 8000 a week. That I work actually, and I charge for the hour. No, <laughs> no. Oh, I also charge for the consult. <laughs> yeah. So you, the fact that I'm I here charge right per now. word. <laughs> I'm just racking up your. I'm just racking up your bill right yeah, now. But, yeah, no. no, but hey, if you know anybody that wants to help, oh, a, I definitely uh, can like connect you with some people. Yeah, please. So do. Yeah, um, man, it takes a it takes a I, village to raise. I baby. can give them uh, friendship and hugs and kisses and cookies <laughs> from BJ that are all that are half eaten. That's like three cookies that we. Left. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, but like, yeah, thank you for like, yeah, no you know, a bunch of these new perspectives and like, yeah, dude, like, I can't wait to see you jam. Like, I definitely got to go out to you know one of your shows, oh, yeah, for sure. you know, definitely, as soon yeah, as no. possible. Yeah, definitely, you guys know. yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, yeah. thank you for coming on, on. connecting. You know, wait, how did how did how how the huh? playlist, buddy? No, New York City New Oh, New, so you New Music Friday us? playlist? No, I can't take it. Huh? I can't take him. Bro, oh, okay. anything good that happens is because of me. That's very easy. I don't leave. Say. I don't leave anything to chance. <laughs> I go <laughs> out and I take. You know, agent. you know, chance the rapper, huh? You know, you know, chance the rapper. And I don't leave anything to him. Oh, well, you should have him on at least. No. Why? <laughs> he's, Christian, he's a Christian but, rapper, right? Huh? He's a Christian rapper, no, right? No, he's a Christian, but he's, he's not a Christian rapper. Uh, he doesn't he's a curse. Christian. He doesn't curse in his rap. He does. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Chance curses. Really? Have you listened to Chance? No, I haven't. Exactly. What? Oh the only, my god! Probably mostly. What? I only know him because of the Reese's Cup commercials. To be honest. Oh, with you. the the Reese's oh, Cup commercials. Bro, you gotta listen to Chance's like first. Yeah, Chance curses. Bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chance, wow. I, I never Chance has to some him. of some of the funniest well, I guess, music. I guess I've the heard, internet lies then. Yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Is oh, there any no, last? words you have for our audience um what did i say it like that for capacity drops on streaming services august 6th you can get the single young loves out everywhere right now um from the noel project you know and uh that's it you know new music coming soon um and uh show at the people's garden next tuesday august 3rd um it is off broadway in bushwick Okay, so this might not come out until like September. So, do you have anything planned for the September? <laughs> I'm sorry to break. Yeah, I know he's like we he's like. We should have told you this before. Yeah, you know, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. But like, okay, yeah, okay. anything for like the September, you know? Um, nothing planned for September yet. But um, but we'll but we'll yeah, you know, yeah. we'll share it. So we'll just link it up. Exactly, we'll you know, definitely. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. Um, shows coming up. Uh, <laughs> eventually, <you> know, <laughs> later in time. Shows coming up has come up. Yeah, yeah. we'll <laughs> come up. It. Yeah, shows are <laughs> omni. Omnipotent, they they <laughs> they exist out of time essentially. Self-generating. Yeah. They self-generate each other. Yeah, you know, time is relative when yeah. it comes to shows. Yeah, but, but be on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for watching this episode of Sounds Like NYC. Uh, see you in the next one. Bye. <laughs>